This is HRT, a podcast featuring interviews with HR leaders, researchers, students, and influencers. HRT takes trending topics and research in human resources, steeps them for 30 minutes or less, and leaves you with fresh, brewed ideas on how to drive high-performing, inclusive organizations and create meaningful work experiences. HRT is brought to you by Villanova HRD, the graduate programs in human resource development at Villanova University. Hello, everyone. Welcome to HRT. I am Bethany Adams, one of your two hosts this season, joined by Helen Nelson as my co-host. And I love HRT, but truth be told, I am still a coffee drinker. On today's episode of HRT, I am so excited to introduce you to a group that formed from SIOP, the Society of Industrial and Organizational Psychologists. This group, Blacks in IO, is a special industrial and organizational psychology group that is working to not only bring together diverse voices and minds in the IO community, but also to challenge those in this field to consider how diversity, equity, and inclusion needs to be a part of their research and work. This was an important episode to include in this season because, as many of you know, the Villanova HRD graduate program sits within the Department of Psychology at Villanova. While many HR programs are housed in the business school, our program has long existed in psychology because our founding director, Dr. David Bush, and all of our research faculty, are IO psychologists. Most of the foundational research in the field of human resources comes from industrial and organizational psychology research. And that is why this work of Blacks in IO is so important for HR professionals everywhere. On this episode, we sat down with Macy and Siobhan, the founders of Blacks in IO, to learn more about their work and passion. And as we started this interview, I asked each of them to give a little bit about their background. So let's drop in there. My name is Siobhan Holman. I am a graduate of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, where I received my master's in IO psychology. Um, I am also an alumna of the illustrious Howard University, where I met, you know, my business partner, Macy Cheeks, um, and I'm doing work for the Maryland Department of Juvenile Services. I serve as their recruitment and examinations manager there, and so my primary role includes recruitment efforts, of course, and personnel assessments for our different classifications. Awesome. Thanks, Siobhan. Macy, jump in. Yes. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for having us. So I'm Macy Cheeks. I graduated from Emporia State University with my master's in IO in 2015. After that, I immediately went into doing DEI work. So I started off at the United States Postal Service headquarters um, in a management rotational program where I was able to kind of bounce around different HR functions. 
After that, I started consulting. So I was there for a year. I started consulting for government contractors, helping them out with their affirmative action planning. Did that for about three years. And then I transitioned to Lockheed Martin as a senior analyst for their global diversity and inclusion team. So I did that for about a year and then transitioned back to my um, consultant position. So that's what I'm currently doing now, helping my clients with all types of HR consulting projects, including compensation analyses, wage gap analyses, adverse impact, and of course, affirmative action planning, which is really the bread and butter of my position. And I'm based in right outside of Washington, D.C. in Alexandria, Virginia. Awesome. Thank you both. So I'm curious how Blacks in IO group came to form. Tell us a little bit about how you guys started this group and what you're up to right now. So I can start on that. So as Siobhan mentioned earlier, we both went to Howard University together where we got our psychology degrees. And so we we were friends. We knew each other. So one day we got together for drinks in Baltimore, actually at a really cute, fancy, <laughs> fancy place. And we just got to talking and sharing some of our experiences being Black in I.O. and sharing some of our experiences really about, you know, going to some of these IO events within the DC area and and feeling like we were the only ones, right? The only black people, the only minorities. And it was just an idea that came over drinks. We were like, hey, we should start a LinkedIn group that turned into what is now Blacks in IO. I think the best ideas start over drinks at a bar somewhere, (laughs) or at least the best groups, right? Well, I know the group has really taken off this year and you guys have, I mean, I've been following along with some of what you all are doing and the projects you're working on and like different events that you've had. I know one in particular was huge and had tons of signups. I just tell our listeners a little bit about some of these events that you've had and the projects that you're working on. Yeah, so we have been working this year. Um, and, and, you know, going into it, Macy and I did not know that we would be doing this much work. But, you know, there was a need. There's an appetite, a big appetite for, you know, the type of work that we, we've been doing. And so, you know, Macy and I have just really committed to doing this work. You know, as Black women, historically, we've seen that the odds have been against us, right, in the workforce. And so, we're going against that, right? We're going against the current status of the workplace. And so Macy and I are really committed to seeing a change in in the workforce and in the field, not only for ourselves, but for future generations in the IO space and the workforce in general. And so a lot of our work is really geared around challenging organizations and challenging institutions such as Villanova to diversify the field of IO psychology, right? Bring exposure to the field, make sure that there's representation in the field. And so we have curated events and facilitated a lot of discussions really geared around just that, right? Diversifying the field, bringing exposure to the field. And so we've had events on diversifying research in IO. We've had a conversation on allyship. We've even touched on the bias and the the systemic oppression that exists in law enforcement agencies and how as IO psychologists, we can combat that. So a lot of our events and, you know, our discussions are really focused around that goal, right? Like really diversifying and making a lasting impact in the IO field and the workforce as a whole. Yeah, that's some amazing kind of energy and just good headwinds that are being created about 
the work that you all are doing, and it certainly is necessary. I'm curious, given the different spaces that you're in and quite diverse spaces law in industries, law enforcement, et cetera, like what do you find common about those spaces and working with individuals that are just through lines, no matter where you show up and what discipline those employees are, are aligned to? I would say for the most part, we're seeing an appetite for change, right? Or we're seeing people who are ready to take on these endeavors, right? Just looking at the folks that have come to volunteer to help us in these endeavors, and then looking at some of the schools that we might do outreach to, looking at some of the law enforcement agencies that we're looking to work with. There is an appetite here. Folks are interested and they want to hear what we have to say, and they want to hear our perspectives on, you know, how we can move toward change, whether it's within the IO field or in some of these other, you know, fields that we're, that we're touching. So especially when we're thinking about some of our partnerships, it took Siobhan and I a while to forge these relationships and partnerships. But as they started to, to come up, like I said, there was just this huge appetite for uh, folks who they've been needing to fill this void for a while mm-hmm. and we're just happy, happy to be there in whatever aspect it is to, to help fill it. You know, it's awesome that you're seeing people have an appetite for change right now. And, you know, Helen and I have talked about this now that you were like a couple episodes into recording these and we've sort of, I feel that with every person that we've talked to is that like, so this entire season of this podcast is on DEI topics and everybody sort of feels like there's an appetite for change and that there are, and and more than just an appetite, because I feel like the appetite's been there for a while. It's just people are actually realizing that they control whether or not change happens and that they need to be involved if change is going to happen, which I think is a really positive place for us to be, given all that we've seen happen in our country this past year. Okay, so this is a question that I ask everyone. Um, Helena is laughing at me right now. <laughs> I ask this of everyone, um, because I think it's always, it's always interesting to get to people's passions and what really gets them fired up in their space. So this can be IO or this can be DEI, but I'm curious what your soapbox is. And I, I call it that meaning like, what is the one topic because IO is broad, right? We can we can get into a lot of different areas and functions and DEI is broad and we can get into a lot of different pieces of DEI and what that looks like in organizations. But what is the one topic that when it comes up, so let's say you're at a PSYOP conference and somebody in a, in a group brings up some research they're doing on this topic, you're like, I'm in that conversation. I'm fired up. Let's go either, either like, I'm going to challenge you on what you're saying, or I love what you're doing and I want to do more. So mine kind of stems from an experience that I had during grad school. When I was writing my thesis, I was proposing it. And one of my um, thesis advisors asked that I remove white privilege from my literature review because it wasn't a proven phenomena. They said that it just, there's nothing to back that up. It, you know, it, it just needs to go, right? It, they, they really didn't give me too, too much detail as to why. And it, of course, got me wondering and researching and looking for reasons why it should stay in, in my thesis, right? And so that kind of transitioned into just this overall, I don't, it was just this passion behind 
teaching folks what privilege really is, also understanding systemic and institutionalized reasons as to why specifically minorities are at times incapable of pulling themselves up by bootstraps. And granted, I'm, I'm no expert in this. I'm no expert in understanding privilege or systemic issues, but I do often have these conversations with people, um, especially white people who say, well, you know, I'm white. I've lived a hard life. My family had no privilege. We grew up poor. And when when I hear that that line of thinking or sentencing, that's when I get on my soapbox, right? And it's so hard balancing that line of not vilifying people who mean well, while also explaining these very complicated instances of systemic racism in which, or systemic institutionalized racism or oppression in which they benefit from on a daily basis, if that makes sense. And so that that also kind of segues into of not really a passion, but thoughts that I have in relation to the IO field. So not a specific IO topic, but I do have, I often think about and discuss the way the IO community treats master level practitioners. And I know it's cha- changing, but there has to be someone or some way for IOs to recognize how elitist and low-key racist it is to magnify PhDs while not giving that same recognition to master-level IOs. You know, although obtaining a PhD is applaudable, it's awesome, there is a stark racial divide between those who obtain PhDs and those who obtain master-level degrees. And so we have to start to wonder why in research and really come to a pause in IO, specifically the IO community, when thinking about those types of topics. So kind of rambled a little bit, but those are, no. <laughs> those are a couple of topics that I often think about and often chat about with friends or, or colleagues. Yeah, the, the common thread there, as I was listening to you, Macy, seems to be privilege held in different spaces and at different levels. How do you comfortably challenge that? Or uncomfortably challenge that. Yeah, so I'm all about uncomfortable <laughs> conversations, right? Nice. Um, but I often lead with fact, right? So I understand your feelings of about privilege and if you have it, if you don't, what, what you think privilege is. But let's start with the hard line facts about and and that's why I kind of get into the systemic and institutionalized racism piece because there are instances in our history where you can see how one policy has impacted a large group of folks to this day right so when you start there and kind of break down feelings with facts even if it's uncomfortable I, I think folks really start to understand that hey this isn't a back and forth on feelings or just like some theory up in the air, we're going back and forth with actual facts that impact people's day-to-day lives. I love your passion, Macy. I will say challenging the, especially when you talked about master level students versus PhD level students and the dark divide and privilege that it can be the, what gets you from one level to the next. That's, that lives in discipline. It's not just IO. But I think to your point, it's important for us as IO researchers to think about this is what we should expect, right? It's, it's about people and behaviors and what is 
causing those behaviors. So that is not true in chemistry or in engineering. It's our job challenging those things to make for that research and piece to live across all those disciplines. So I'm excited that somebody's taking up the passion and willing to take on that fight. That's a big fight. Um, but probably one that's worth having um, long-term for all of us. So I, before we wrap up, I'm curious is kind of what is in the works for Blacks and IO in the future? I know you said you have a million projects in 2021 that are all taking off and flourishing, but what's, what's kind of your goal? And what long-term, where do you see the group going and what do you hope for the group and where it goes? gonna let Siobhan answer this because she is our visionary honestly <laughs> yeah we find that Macy has to go Siobhan relax maybe next year not right now you know that's a great idea but not right now um, then right you need you need that balance between reality and this vision yeah. of like we're we're taking on the world tomorrow Yes, yes. And I think we have, and that's why we work so well, right? We have that great balance. And she, she's not shy about saying, Siobhan, that's a great idea, but not right now. And I'm also not shy with saying, I have a great idea and I want to bring it to you. And I think that relationship really allows us to do the work. We trust each other. We trust each other's opinions. And we trust that the work that we're doing is really going to make a lasting impact. And so to answer your question, there's, there's a lot on the horizon. As Macy said, we really want to do a job fair because how can we get these workforce to be diverse if people aren't familiar with those opportunities? And so we want to be that catalyst, right? We want to be that vehicle to really drive people from their graduate degrees into a job that really affects the workforce overall. And so um, we want to hold a, a job fair we don't want it to be virtual, but who knows? Um, it most likely will be a virtual job fair with a bunch of different employers who are hiring for IO-related positions, right? Not necessarily an IO psychologist job, but what we've been pushing is that there's a lot of work around IO psychology, right? So HR types of positions, just things that are IO related. And so that's on the horizon. Our mentorship program is definitely on the horizon. We have recently started our membership structure. And so people are starting to pay for our member. We have three different structures. We have the student membership, we have the professional membership, and then the honorary professional membership. And so we're seeing that people are really joining our membership base. And so we want to do a lot more exclusive events for our members. There's just so much going on. We, we absolutely want to get more into our institutions, right? So a long-term goal of ours is to really get into the institution, specifically our historically Black colleges and universities, and getting courses and programs within those institutions. Because what we find a lot of people say, and Macy and I can attest to, is that coming from an HBCU, you're not you don't have the same exposure of IO psychology as a field, right? And so me going into my graduate program, I felt a little at a disadvantage to my counterparts because I hadn't had any previous experience coming from Howard University, any uh, previous experience to the IO field. And so one of our long-term goals is to definitely bring that exposure to those HBCUs nationwide and really just grow, just continue the work that we're doing and grow IO 
as a field, make sure that, that we, we're seeing that representation in places like PSYOP or even a different conference, right? You know, maybe Blacks and I.O. will want to, here I go, Macy, with my bright ideas. <laughs> we, we would have our own minority type conference. So love so, yeah. that. <laughs> I loved Macy's reaction. Our listeners can't see it, but Macy's reaction to that idea was like, Whoa, slow down, Siobhan. Yep, yeah. <laughs> That's when you know it's a good one, Siobhan. <laughs> All right. So, Helen, any other questions or Siobhan, Macy, any other things that you want to cover or include in the podcast that we haven't hit on or didn't ask you about? can include possibly just directions on how to become a member. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Tell okay. us how do you become a member if um, we're interested? Yeah, so you can go to our website, which is blacksinio.psych.com, and you can click on membership. And from there, you can see all of the different options with detailed instructions on how to become a member. To become part of a task force or one of our committees, you can also go to our website, and we have a section there for applying to be on a committee or on a task force within Blacks and IO. And that's really special because you get a first hand look behind the scenes at, um, you know, to our day to day, but you also really get to help drive Blacks and IO strategy and work on projects behind the scenes that um, mean a lot to us. So please become a member, reach out, join a task force or a committee. Um, and we looking, we're looking forward to working with all of you who decide to take that step and become a member. So thank you. Awesome. And I just wanted to add, Black Sinayo is open to all, right? We welcome all. We have, I, and I didn't mention it when I talked about our membership structure, but we have student membership and student ally membership. We have professional membership and professional ally membership. And so our allies are just as important, right, to help us push this work forward. And so we, we want to ensure that everyone knows that Blacks and IO is open and welcoming to all who are interested in, and they share our passion to make an impact in the IO field. And so please, if, if you share our goals, if you share our passion, as Macy said, please reach out. We have a social media, uh, Blacks and IO is our Instagram page. We also have a LinkedIn group, Blacks and IO, where you can follow us, get updates on our different events and just any content that we post. This has been wonderful. It's so nice to meet both of you. And hear yeah. You. And I am hopeful that we'll find opportunities to collaborate in the future. And I just can't wait to see the work that you're going to do and the change that you're going to make in the IO field and in organizations in the future. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure to meet both of you. But in, if we can support in any way or I can get Google involved in what you're doing, just let me know. We are so appreciative of the opportunity and your support. And hopefully um, we can have some lasting working relationships with Villanova and Google. So we look forward to that. And thank you all so much for reaching out to us and giving us this platform. All right, everyone. I love that Siobhan ended with the welcome for all into this group. I think that this is one of the pieces of diversity, equity, and inclusion work that we all need to keep in mind. This is a space for all of us. If you have a passion for this work and want to help Blacks in I.O. or learn more about what they're doing, regardless of your background or race or ethnicity, you are welcome. 
You can find all the links to their group and social pages on the Villanova HRD blog, and I hope that many of you will find opportunities to collaborate and get involved in this very important work. All right, everyone, you know the drill. Whatever you're drinking, coffee, tea, or something a little bit stronger, we hope it will lead you to fresh brewed ideas that will help make work better for all of us. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of HRT. As your thoughts from today's episode, Steve, share with us what you are brewing using the hashtag VillanovaHRT. That's hashtag VillanovaHRTEA. HRT is brought to you by Villanova HRD. To learn more about the graduate programs in human resource development at Villanova University and for all the links and notes from today's episode, visit the Villanova HRD blog at VillanovaHRD.com.